This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to White Ladies in Crisis. It's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles. We are talking about physical season two, episode eight. Don't you run and hide. I am Joe Lipset, and I am joined as always by Gina Radcliffe. Hello. As well as Jen Adams. Hi. And ladies, we have a bit of what I called a transition episode in my notes. So we've <laughs> yeah. got Sheila spending time with Vinny in LA, and then we're doing an, a delightful odd couple pairing of Danny and Bunny and Tyler back in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I, sta- I stand corrected. This was not the last we saw of, of Bunny and Tyler. <laughs> there we go. I mean, you, you were kind of right, Gina. They are preparing to make uh, an exit to Mexico mm-hmm. to apparently open a tortilla business, which Danny <laughs> rightfully points out maybe isn't the smartest business decision. <laughs> oh, but man, I love Tyler so much. I kind of thought that was Bunny just making something up on the fly. Too. Yeah, I, I think like, so. Because he, he, he doesn't want to let, she, I mean, not that they don't want to let him know that they're on the run, more or less. So, right. uh, Jen, ha- how do you feel about uh, a lot of time with Tyler shirtless in this episode? <gasps> oh, I just hated every second of it. Yeah, that was one. I have two awesome moments in this episode, and one of them was like he drags him out and he's like, Yeah, it's this fucking guy. <laughs> Oh my god, I love you so much. Yeah, just his comedic timing. I'm just continually impressed. And just he's has got these like looks that I'm just really impressed with his performance. Aside from the fact that I think he's super dreamy and funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, this was a great episode for Tyler, I think. Oh, yes, absolutely. Gina, <laughs> what did you think of this kind of unusual pairing? Like, I, I was struggling to remember when these characters had even interacted last. Same. Yeah, I think I think that was all the way back in season one when uh, so. yeah. when Danny was running for it was like city council or something, and and he was doing the whole save the beaches campaign. I think that he just right. crossed. Now I don't know how Bunny recognized him, but but didn't the, Tyler do a video for him for Danny? Oh, yeah, I yes. think he did like a promotional video. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I have forgotten about that. I would assume she's probably recognized her from seeing Tyler like edit the tapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, what we end up with is this unusual circumstance where Tyler rescues Danny, who, in true Danny fashion, has gone to the ocean because Wanda told him off and said, <sighs> I'm taking control of I, your environmental initiative that you frankly suck at. And <laughs> he tries to prove to himself, no, you know, I, I have done well. And then he realizes he hasn't. So he goes out, gets caught in a rip current, and then has to be rescued by Tyler. I, I do like that. I do like that nobody comments that he is in his underwear. They're like, he's, right. not, he's right. not wearing like trunks or anything. He's just swim it around in his, in his little briefs yeah mm-hmm. it's a very danny thing to do you know in another show or with another character i would think this is a completely contrived meeting you know right. but this seems like something he would do you know it did not surprise me well this whole episode seems to be based around like 
unlikely coincidences or even like happenstance occurrences, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Tyler and Bunny rightfully recognize like, what are the chances that we would stop at the beach on the way out of town and interact with this dude? And then also <laughs> we've got Marika sort of saying, hmm, it seems really suspicious that this woman shows up on the day of a very important taping in Vinny's life. And he's like, oh, you picked a really weird day to come. And so the whole episode seems to be predicated on this idea of like, huh, isn't it weird how we just find ourselves in each other's lives at unusual times? Mm -hmm. Like the message appears when we need it, you know, even if we don't want to hear it. And they both, uh, you both, Sheila and Danny both get some unpleasant truths in which, mm-hmm. in which Danny learns that not only did Sheila have an affair, she had an affair with with as Tyler described his arch enemy. Yes. <laughs> and uh. then Sheila realizes how dependent Vinny is on Marika. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, played, he talks up a good game about how it's his business and he makes the, he calls the shots and he really doesn't. Like he's having a literal panic attack without her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a very telling moment where he actually offers Sheila a pet pill. And I was like, oh my God, Vinny, you are the pet. Like, you are the dog who is being controlled by the master. And that master is Marika. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to ask, though. I thought it was a pep pill. Is this oh. something different? What's maybe, a pet pill? Maybe it's just kind of like an upper or something. I think it's a pet pill. He's just giving, he's giving her speed, basically. Oh. Uh, that would make more sense. <laughs> but you're completely right, though. And it's funny because he walks in like he very much owns this house. This is his house. He's like, hey, do you want to see how rich I am? Mm-hmm. Like, And then we learn that he lives in the garage. Like, he, it is Marika's house. <laughs> yes. You know, those are probably not even his dogs, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Yeah. um. It's just one of those situations where we are continually reminded that Vinny does not actually control his own actions. And it's kind of fun because Marika becomes the physical stand-in for what Sheila is dealing with internally. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it's such a fantastic performance that there's nothing quite as delightful as Marika discovering Sheila is inside the house and she just goes, Why is this? Yes. Yes, that was that's one of the things the show does so well is just delivers these devastating moments with such humor that you can't feel so sad about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Your skin is just no. <laughs> I love Anna Gunn. Man, I miss her. <laughs> I'm so ha- I was so happy to see her show up. Yeah, and I think this also kind of shows what one of the through lines that I kind of see in the show is that Nobody has got it all together. Everybody has got their issues, no matter what kind of gloss we put over our lives. Like, everybody is fucked up in some way. And if you Mm -hmm. stick around long enough, you're going to see it, you know. And maybe that's for the best, because that's how we accept ourselves for not having our shit together, you know. Right. It's it's interesting that uh, even though this is only the second time they really talk to each other, that Vinny almost instantly perceives Sheila as someone who couldn't understand him. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, trying to draw her out is, and this happens a lot when, when you pose yourself as someone a person can talk to, you, oft, you, you often end up talking more about your own life. I know yeah. that, I know that I, I'm pretty guilty of doing that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> but, but he, you know, 
he 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 calls it he's playing a game with her where he's trying to draw her out and and then she's asking more probing questions than he is like does she know you're Mm. gay you know what what kind of situation are you in um and basically you getting down to the bottom of the truth which is marika is sort of his sugar mama but without Mm -hmm. the sexual aspect of it right Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, but he's so powerless against her. Like, I mean, the show isn't subtle at how it visually codifies this, right? Like, when we get this tour of the basement, it looks like a children's collectible warehouse, mm-hmm. right? Like, he has a literal train set. And I was just like, my God, he is not just infantilized by this woman, but he is a kind of petulant child, right? Like he is the Leo of this enterprise where (laughs) he shows up on camera, says the things that'll get women to open their purses. But really at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, he's in the doghouse. He's in the children's playroom. He is not his own person. But -hmm. at the same time, we get some really telling lines. Like I love when they're in the tanning beds and he looks over at her and says, are you here to work for me or to become me? So he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 and I love her all. line, like, I don't know. And I think she's trying to play dumb there, but I think that's really how she feels. Like, I, d- I really don't think she knows what she wants with this. I think she thinks she does, but I think I think she's looking for a friend, too, you know? Another, another really interesting line was uh, when Marika tells Sheila, women don't like you. And, and mm-hmm. picked it up immediately she doesn't Ooh. she doesn't she doesn't deny it either like no. mm-hmm. she, just, she just sort of like you know kind of takes it like mm. yeah you're right you know mm-hmm. <laughs> women don't women yeah. don't like me and then that you know and that's kind of important if you want to set yourself up as a sort of lifestyle guru in, totally. in that pe- mm-hmm. people have to like you people have to trust you and i don't know that she really other than greta who you know seems to be lost to her at this point though i'm sure they'll reconcile at some point you know she still doesn't have any female friends mm-hmm. i will confess there's that moment where Vinny says well do you have this do you have the person who's sort of in your life who's a parasite who's controlling you and sheila says yes you know i've got one and i thought that she was important i thought that it was who i needed i thought she was talking about greta and I it isn't too. until she finishes that statement that I realize, oh, she's talking about her inner monologue. Oh, fuck. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was the other moment that I fucking loved in this episode. And it really made me, I think, reframe my whole concept of Sheila and what I think the show is kind of doing. Because I had been thinking of this voice as what Sheila actually believes mm-hmm. and what she doesn't want like her, what she would say out loud if maybe she wasn't so insecure right. or, just, or new, you know, and I think now I realizing how much she hates this voice, I think gives me a lot more empathy for her and makes me kind of reframe this. Like this is a relationship she has that she hates and she can't mm-hmm. get out of it. You know, I was also impressed that uh, to get into a somewhat sensitive subject that Vinny was able to recognize that she's a, a sexual assault survivor. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he just draws it out or he's like holy shit me too and right. it, 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 it kind of like you know you can recognize that sort of thing in people and mm-hmm. the way the way they carry themselves and how they talk about themselves you know, if you know what to look for it's fairly easy to find mm-hmm. and that's what I feel like a lot of people's 
like fucked upness kind of overlaps in some ways. And that's why you seek certain people out because you see your trauma in them. And you mm-hmm. know that if you can only get past the place where you don't want to talk about it, then you might be able to really help each other. Like I was really sad by the end of this episode because I feel like as much as I always want everyone to be best friends, like I feel like Sheila and Vinny <laughs> could really help each other, you know? Well, that moment where he tries to fight back against Marika and says, you know, like, I've spent all day with her. She's listened to me. She's actually Mm -hmm. tried to be there for me. I was like, okay, this isn't a ploy. This isn't him just trying to get his way. He truly does believe that. Like, he and Sheila have had some weird moments in this episode across Mm -hmm. this unusual day. And yet they have bonded because they are kind of the same person. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so fascinating because that's also not where I thought the show was going to take Vinny when they first introduced this character. Oh, not at all. No, no, no. I mean, I just, you know, the, I, I thought that the relationship with Marika you know which is you know very obviously a you know she's just kind of the money and and mm-hmm. he's he's the image and that's really the extent of their relationship yeah I thought that that was going to be treated kind of as comic value like who are you fooling with right. this man like pretending that you guys are a couple and all but then mm-hmm. you know then it turned out to be kind of tragic because yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't like being so dependent on her but he clearly is I mean he can't even go on stage without her oh, mm-hmm. that moment if you didn't understand that he was basically a child in that moment when he has his full-blown panic attack and says, like, I need her, I need Marika, it might as well have been him saying, I need mommy, where's mommy? Mm. Bring mommy totally. back. Right, oh, mm-hmm. totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, is another thing that Sheila has issues with, because, like, I thought for a minute she was talking about Greta, and then I was like, wait, maybe she's talking about her mom. Mm. I could have seen that, too. Yeah, but, I mean, it could be the voices a mix of all of this kind of pressure that she's always living with, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was really sad to see him just kind of laid low like that. And the moment where Marika is like, okay, then enjoy your, your Mm -hmm. uh, show tonight. It tells me they've been through this before. Like she knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. It's just part of the game they play, you know? Right. You know, you said Gina, it's not a sex thing. Like she's the money, he's (laughs) the talent or whatever. But in a weird way, this is a type of role play, right? Like Mm -hmm. the the show loves to have couples or pairs go into role play scenarios. And like, this is a game that we play. It feels like every time we do an important event, we go through this rigmarole. And I think that's why Marika is so condescending to Sheila. She's like, oh, you're not just another one of these imitators who comes by every once in a while. But I've been through this before with people just like you, and I will continue Mm. to be here long after you're gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe another through line that maybe is emerging, especially in this episode, is just like how hard intimacy is with another person, you know, because I remember last week we were talking about like them having like a conversation that felt like sex, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's just like these two characters are like tangling with each other in a variety of ways. And it shows that intimacy in all kinds of levels is really, really hard when you can't be intimate with yourself, you know? Right. Exactly. So what else do we think is going to come out of this conversation with Bunny and Tyler and Danny. Like, <laughs> I liked seeing the three characters uh, 
cautiously circle around each other. I mean, not so much mm. Tyler because Tyler's just there <laughs> to like enjoy the guacamole and the cheap yeah. wine. How did he know I love mole? <laughs> My God, <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> but like, is is there more to these scenes apart from the fact that we have finally gotten out that Sheila had an affair with John Bream? Like, is that really what the point of all of this is? Well, one of the moments that struck me was when Bunny was just assuming she was at like a glamorous spa, mm. you know, and and that it might even be an endorsement deal or she might be getting paid to be there, you know. And I wonder if Bunny knew what Sheila was really dealing with and how like how hard the inside of her head is. I wonder if Bunny would have more sympathy for her. I'm not sure if she would, and I don't know if Sheila deserves that from Bunny, but I think I was waiting for Danny to say, no, she's in treatment for an eating disorder, you know? And I'm glad that he doesn't. I don't think he does. I mean, we, don't, we, really... don't, we don't know. He might. You know, yeah, he... that's true. He might have, yeah. Well, it's so interesting that you say that because I read it as Bunny immediately clocks that whatever whatever Danny has said Sheila is off doing, it's not the truth. Like, mm-hmm. it seems very clear to me that Bunny is like, oh, I know where she is. And it's not where you think, but it she might just be where... thinking about John Breed. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that uh, when Danny shows up at the the rehab center at the end again, mm-hmm. my my heart just broke for him. Again. Oh no! Um, oh, do you do you think that it was because Bunny actually said, you know, I don't think she's really there. You ought to go check, mm. or or do you think mm. it's because he wanted to confront her about the, the being John Breen that she had the affair with? Or he just realizes that she's still lying to him. Yeah. I assumed that he was going to confront her because he Mm. did seem surprised that she wasn't there, you know? Uh, Yes, I will agree to that. I I think the John Green stuff really took him by surprise. Like, he Uh knew that she was having an affair, but he didn't know who. And, Mm -hmm. of course, it would have been the last person he would expect, right? Mm -hmm. Though I will say, I love... Sheila telling Vinny that she's been having a six-month affair with a Mormon that she despises. <laughs> I know, but she says it's just another way to punish myself, which I thought yes. was a really interesting insight that's just so kind of astute. tossed out, too. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the fact that she and John Bream hate each other so much, mm-hmm. I find very enjoyable. <laughs> just probably why the sex was so hot. They exactly. were having sex. Whew. Ooh, yeah, man. When you can find that, you just hold on to it until it goes away. <laughs> terrible <sorry>. advice. <laughs> that is very true. Yes, we don't. We don't, in, we don't. In, Joe and I do not endorse that advice. This is true. Two thirds of white ladies in crisis does not yes. endorse that. <laughs> yeah, that was advice from college Jen, and no one should listen to her. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, so Gina, what do you think? Like, what else was the purpose of these scenes? Do you have a different read on it? No, I, I, listen, I, I am unsure if, uh, Danny is there to, I don't know, like, like, I, this has to be it for them. It has to be. I mean, you can only you can only take so much abuse in a relationship, and she is abusing him at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's constantly taking his kindness and spitting it back at him. And you know, I, I hate to you know, rely on a cliched phrase, but how much more is a person supposed to take? You know, I mean, I mean, I do believe that he loves her. 
and you know would do just about anything to to help her but she has made it very clear she doesn't want his help that it's you know whatever she is saying to him at this point is to just get her off his back and or get get him off her back and i just i don't know if he plans to tell her like then and there that he's going to end the relationship or that he wants to hear it directly from her that well whether or not it really was john bream and I'm wondering how, if they told him how they know that it was John Bream, because again, that's mm-hmm. just insult to injury. You know, not, not only does she have an affair with this guy, it's also on tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other people know that, about that, it. That other people have seen that she, you know, that was used with her, her approval to get her out of a contract in which, again, she lied to him about how she got out of it. That mm-hmm. it just, it, there's just, there's so much lying involved. And I just, how can you go on with someone like that? So I have a theory and it sort of dovetails potentially into where we think the show is going to go next with only two episodes left. But, you know, we leave Danny in a very uncertain place, right? He has discovered shit. Sheila's been lying to him about multiple things. Yet again, he shows up. She's not there. But we also simultaneously have what could amount to be a breakthrough for Sheila where it seems like she's finally admitted a lot of things to herself in this episode. Mm -hmm. Would the two of you consider what happens to her at the end of the episode in the car to be a breakthrough? Oh, definitely. And honestly, I I thought the car that pulled up in front of the the rehab center, I thought that was going to be her. I did too. I thought that she was going to change her mind and go ahead and put herself into rehab, but it was Danny's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she might show up. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if she walks in the door at the beginning of the next episode and sees him standing in the lobby also, you know? Because I do think she's having a breakthrough. She's saying, this isn't working. This isn't working. Mm -hmm. All of these things I'm trying to do. Because as she's walking out, she's saying to herself, like, you thought fixing him would fix you. And I think she's realizing that even people that look like they have it together, like it's something about seeing yourself in the mirror Mm -hmm. that really can put things into perspective and say, no, this is, I have this opportunity to get help and I have support to get help and I would be crazy not to take it, you know? Yeah, because I'm thinking, you know, if she either does show up and he's still there and they check her in together or she just comes clean and ultimately ends up beginning the process of healing herself in some fashion, I wonder if that will be enough. I mean, we talked about the name of the final episode of the mm-hmm. series, the season. <laughs> uh, no, don't, don't I'm sorry, I'm not putting know. that into the universe. <laughs> We've talked about what the final episode is called. We talked about that last week. And I mean, it could mean many things, but we have speculated it's the end of their relationship. I'll be curious to know if, like, the next episode is her in this psychiatric facility getting help for herself, and maybe it staves off a separation or a divorce for one more episode. Yeah. Yeah, I would would say that, you know, a therapist would say, you know, let's, you know, let's not do this in the middle of this because this is Mm -hmm. not going to help her treatment. And Danny, you know, probably still in some way wanting to save the relationship I, I could see him agreeing to just wait a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think that John Bream thing is a very big betrayal, though. I don't think it hit me 
until maybe about a day or two later after watching that, like how devastating that would be for him. Like, I think mm-hmm. I could see him putting up with a lot. But not that guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, how do you come back from that? Because that hits straight to the heart of all of his insecurities, yeah. too. You know, exactly. like he can't fix her, but he's going to tell himself that John Bream does. John Bream has fixed her or could give her something that he can't give her, which is like give the city something that Danny couldn't give him. Like it's, it's just going to hit straight to his heart. And I mean, Sheila has essentially left him, you know, like she's packed bags and she's driven away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he doesn't have any idea where she is and doesn't know when she's coming back. So I could see her, like coming back and him and Maya be gone. Yeah. I mean, we have speculated that it's Danny who leaves her and not like them deciding mutually, oh, we should end this because it's not working. Yeah, no, I I just, I mean, you know, putting myself in Danny's place, I I just, there's just no, there's no turning back from that. Like there's, it would take years of couple therapy to even get them in a place that could remotely be described as healthy. And, and, it starts with Sheila's inability to tell the truth about anything. Mm-hmm. And while I feel like I understand everything Sheila has done, regardless of whether I agree with it or not, like I feel like Danny would understand just about anything that she had done eventually, except for this. I think this is just too much. This, like, I think he would rather her sleep with Jerry than sleep with. Oh, oh good lord! <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on from that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> or like, you know, if it turned out like Tyler's like, oh, she slept with me. I mean, I think like right. Danny mm-hmm. would be like, well, okay, I understand that. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? You know, you know just, look at just some, you know, some, some, you know, surfer dude she picked up for because he's cute and young whereas you know all he could give her maybe is a little bit of good sex and making her feel good about herself whereas you know john bream is like a successful guy and yeah we we know the truth that he's you know deeply insecure yeah Yeah. he's got a lot of his own problems you know on the outside he just seems Mm -hmm. like this fine upstanding very successful member of society as opposed to danny who's you know kind of a sad sack Mm -hmm. well and it's like we were talking earlier about how Vinny and sheila just like seem to get each other right and i think the opposite is true for sheila and danny in a lot of ways like i think they work very well together when they can let their guards down like in the episode we just saw where they were like brainstorming but i think there is a certain amount of the way sheila's mind works that i don't know if danny will ever understand Mm -hmm. so to talk to tell him no i hate john bream that's why i had an affair with him i just don't know if danny will ever be able to understand that yeah there's certain kind of like psychopathy or like schema thinking that unless you've experienced it you just can't understand you know well danny's not broken in the way and and sorry i don't mean to suggest that because sheila has an eating disorder or she is a survivor of sexual assault it does not make her weak or anything like that but like she is obviously a very destructive woman Mm -hmm. and in a different way than danny I mean, previous to the season, I would have said he's never cared to investigate the roots of that or to really understand it. And then I think this season he's trying, but I I mean, clearly he still struggles. Like they are not connecting the Mm -hmm. way that they need to, to maybe make this work long term. Yeah. Well, it kind of, it kind of proves to you how 
deeply rooted Sheila's self-loathing is because mm-hmm. you know, they had that wonderful evening together where you know, he behaved himself. He didn't try to turn it into a sexual thing. He was trying to, you know, help her brainstorm and show a real genuine interest in mm-hmm. what she wanted to do with her career. And then, Still you fucked know, off. <laughs> right. And the next day is, oh, well, he's trying to trap you and make you fat. It's like, Sheila, no, he isn't. You know? <laughs> God. <laughs> sake Sheila he is genuinely trying to help you because he loves you yeah but if we think about that voice as a separate entity Mm -hmm. you know I think I could understand why Sheila finds it so hard not to listen you know because it's constantly in your head all the time like you can't slam the door against your own thoughts you know yeah yeah I mean, as we see with even Vinny, who seems to, once again, on the outside, have everything put together. But then the minute you start to peek under the surface, you realize, oh, this is a man child who has Uh a really unhealthy relationship with a woman who domineers him. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. But yes, it's not a healthy relationship. Side note, did you guys think that... um, for a second, Tyler wanted to say goodbye to Sheila. Oh, yeah. She that said, that was the show fucking her. toying with our emotions. <laughs> and it was like, please. And Bunny thought it, too. She just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. what? Like, she just looks like, mm-hmm. like, no, no. Uh, oh, uh, that's for season three, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I've got two points to help us segue into mm-hmm. our thoughts about where we think the show will go in episode nine. For the second week in a row, we have a main character who is completely absent, so there was no John Breen in this episode at all, and I'm wondering if that means that his storyline is done. Do we think that we'll see any more of him and Maria? And then the second point is that when Sheila was on that set with Vinny at the end, it sure looked a lot like the set that Sheila's in in the future when she's making her own videos. Yep. And I think we got a flash of that in this episode, too. I thought so, too. I wasn't sure. I was like, are my eyes deceiving me? Is this just what I want to see? (laughs) Right. Are we just willing it into existence? Yeah. No, that would make sense because he has already got this structure of filming these things. So Mm -hmm. if he, for some reason, has some kind of episode where he can't perform, or maybe now Sheila knows how to fuck with him, maybe she sabotages that and steps into the role you know i would i would hate for sheila to do that but mm-hmm. she knows that's his weakness you know yeah but, but, at, but at what point do you you actively turn your audience against your protagonist yeah because yeah. I, I think that i think that they that would do it they really kind of very toed the line with okay you know i don't know how much longer i can care about this character <laughs> because she's not a nice person i i think yeah. that you know deep down she has the the capability of being a good person but she doesn't know how to be a good person um mm-hmm. and i think that if she is manipulating you know an emotionally fragile person like like Vinny into you know moving his you know moving over and letting her take over i i think that's the point where the audience like yeah yeah, fuck this character fuck what happens to her you know i mean Mm -hmm. so i think that that would be really really testing the audience's goodwill Mm -hmm. 
Now, as far as John Bream, I mean, yeah, that he doesn't have to come back at this point. I, you know, I think yeah. that they have done all they could with his character. I mean, if they go back to him just being, you know, glum and miserable again about his existence, it's like, well, you know, them's the breaks, John. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yep. The only thing I want to see from John Bream is if he leaves his wife and tries to like do the messy work of making himself happy. I would be very interested in that plot. I don't want to see him again. Otherwise, like he, I feel like he betrayed me in the last episode. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah, he but, went back. Yeah. He went back to being. He went from being sad and and, and you know, making the, the the audience feel empathy for him to just being creepy again. Uh huh. Yep. I could see the show bringing him back as a bit of a test if Sheila does Mm. start to make improvements. It's like if he Mm -hmm. says, you know what, I made a mistake. I'm not happy with Maria. I hate my life. Let's start things back up again. Mm -hmm. And her have to find the willpower to say no. But yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure where else we can go with this. Like, unlike my thoughts about Bunny and Tyler, who I think have almost like a limitless story potential with John Bream. I'm like, I think we did some really good work with the character this season and I might be ready to let him go. Well, I think also Bunny and Tyler can, can stick around because despite their, their issues with money and, and you both being kind of a little bit lost in the world. I think that they have a more openly loving and supportive relationship Mm-hmm. Than, than Danny and Sheila would, whereas, you know, people would kind of look down on them for being, you know, sort of directionless and bouncing around from, like, you know, friend's couch to friend's couch, and they don't right. really have a plan for the future, except they're going to go live in Mexico for a little while. But, <laughs> you know, they're they're a team. They're they're a team. And and I think that they're sort of the uh, the flip side of Danny and Sheila, who are very much not a team, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Danny would like to be, but Sheila is just like, nope, he doesn't really want to help you. He only wants to trap you. Yeah. Yeah. They're like counter-programming. Like, this is what a healthy relationship can look like, even <laughs> if one of you is on speed and one of you has a surfer brain. Isn't that funny that that is the most successful relationship we've seen? You know? <laughs> it, it's absolutely true, except for like, except yeah. for like Greta and Ernie. But yeah, know. that's true. I'm still waiting for that to kind of curdle a little bit. It feel there's a little bit of a too much too good to be true feeling. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel with Greta's whole I know who I am now thing, you know. So I'm interested to see how sustainable that is. And Joe, you bring up an interesting point. I think I would be interested in John returning as a test right. because I feel like he is the human equivalent of her bulimia, you know? Ooh. And if she and Danny do try to work it out and they have to start getting intimate and messy and it gets really hard and scary, I could see her trying to retreat back into this hate sex, mm-hmm. you know, that makes her feel bad. Yeah. So I don't want to see that, but. You know, could happen. It could, and you know, it would be honest. You know, that's that's a real thing. It's true. Okay, so next episode, my my belief is that we will see Sheila in some kind of program. Like, I do think that she will either check herself in, or she will go to Danny, and they will check her in together. I think so too. That's I hope. Prediction. I hope so. I really I do too. hope so. The title is Don't You Want to Get Better, I think, right? 
Yeah, I'd be interested if if it does happen this way, I'd be curious to see if it's an entirely Sheila and maybe Danny episode and we Mm. don't see anybody else. And it's just like, what does her recovery look like? I'd be down for that. Okay, well, we will find out next week when we come (laughs) back for the penultimate episode of season two. If people want to get a hold of you, Gina, how would they do so? I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, uh, in which we talk about horror movies, and I write about television and movies at thespool.net, and also uh, you can find me on Twitter under Gina Does Things. Fantastic. And Jen? You can find me at Jen Ferratu on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me co-hosting the Losers Club podcast, which is about Stephen King, and the Psychoanalysis Podcast, which is about mental health and horror. And if you like the kind of stuff that we talk about in this episode, we get into a lot more of the nitty gritty of this kind of stuff in that show. So check it out. Just a little bit. Just a touch. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you know, Kill by Kill with the in-depth exploration of the characters is a good one. And then, of course, we've also got Psychoanalysis, which is like <laughs> all the fucked up shit. Exactly, yeah. We're going to really dissect your mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks are looking for a little bit more from me. I can be reached at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, a new episode of Horror Queers comes out every Wednesday. Big thank you to the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. Be sure to check out Bodies of Horror, Good for Her, and the Alter Tapes on the podcast feed. All right. Two more episodes, ladies. Uh, Until then, I think I'm good with the fucking bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I love it. (laughs) The Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.